It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Good morning. I'm Amy Tobin. Welcome to Amy's Table. I'm so glad you could join me as we talk about the things that are important in our lives, like food and family, parties and shopping, diets and decorating. It's a guide to living and living well. And you know what? Today is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads who are listening this morning, and even the dads who aren't. And I got to tell you, Happy Father's Day to my dad. I am lucky to have a dad that I love so much who's given me some great advice and encouragement in my life. And one of my favorite bits is when he gave me a card that had a blueprint on it. And inside the card, he wrote, Dear Amy, make no small plans. And I think that's some great advice for all of us this morning. But you know what? We're going to be talking to some great guys this morning. Steve Raiklin is here. He is from Barbecue USA. Got some great grilling tips for us. And then Chef Scott Popovic is going to talk to us about cooking cowboy steaks for Dad. Hey, how about some Guinness steamed in our side dish? You're going to love this menu for Dad. And then Dan Butner. He is with National Geographic. He's a National Geographic explorer, and he is the author of the book, The Blue Zones. And he's going to talk to us about the happiest cultures on the face of the earth. And then finally, we're going to wash it all down with some great beers from Danny Gold. It's all here for Father's Day on Amy's Table. Dan Butner is the New York Times bestselling author of The Blue Zones. He's a world explorer, and he's just returned from Icaria. And he's got even more tidbits about how to live a healthy, happy life. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm phenomenal. So, Icaria. Yes, it's a tiny island in Greece. It's actually off the coast of Turkey, though. It's where Icarus fell into the sea. But amazingly, it's, we've named it a blue zone because one out of three people uh, has seemed to hit age 90. You know, life expectancy in America is only about 78, and they're yeah. getting the extra dozen years that we're missing. And they're doing so. You know, half of everybody who hits 90 in this country have some l- level of dementia. Here there was no dementia. So they're getting these years uh, that we should be getting, but they're also having quality years of life expectancy. And our team of scientists were there for the past three weeks trying to tease out exactly what they do to explain this longevity. And and just fill us in on some of these secrets. And are they the same things that you've discovered in your past research? Yes and no. We found, you know, we we found five blue zones around the world now. And the book, The Blue Zones, chronicles four of them and distills out the, the nine secrets, the nine things that all of these places do to get that extra dozen years. And indeed, Icaria is getting those, are doing the same nine that the other places do. But they're doing a few other things that we think explain longevity. And um, the four or five extra little things that give them an extra bump. And what are those things? You're going to have to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to like them. First of all, they take naps. And they take naps just about every day. But our our partners in Greece, the Trikopoulos, um, from the University of Athens have found that people who take naps, four naps a week, at least a half hour, have about a 35% lower chance of having heart disease. So when you try to correlate, well, how does nap taking explain longevity? That's the way we think we, they do it. And that's uh, the, kind of a cultural thing, isn't it? Because I know many Europeans take naps, and yet in the United States, somehow, if you say I'm tired in the middle of the day, you're sort of viewed as less than successful. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a 
perhaps a cultural change. I mean, in the New York Times yesterday, um, uh, there was an article that uh, talked about how our government is starting to give employers tax incentives to help their their uh, employees be healthier. Now, if 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 we can distill some good research from the from the blue zones on 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 lessons that employers can do to help their employees get healthy, if one of those are naps, so maybe that's something we ought to start thinking about. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm a little sleepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, think about a 35 percent drop in heart disease. I mean, yeah. that's stronger than any supplement you can take. Yeah. Um, just think how much an employer would save in in healthcare costs if he could do that or she could do it over the course of time. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Plus a nap would be nice. It would, wouldn't it? We'll come back in 15 minutes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, what are some of the other things that you discovered? Well, when you look for things that explain longevity, you have to look at what people do almost every day for a long time. And one of the things we see in Ikaria are... These herbal teas they drink, we notice among these 90-year-olds, they start the morning with them, and then at, at night, before they go to bed, they might have another one. Now, we sent these to Athens to have them chemically analyzed. They're things like wild mint and chamomile and, and, and wild oregano. They make a tea out of the majorum. And it turns out that they all have little medicinal uh, components to them. They help with your stomach ache or they help you relax. But they also, it turns out, they're all mild diuretics. In, in, in other words, they, they, they make you pee. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that much the same way when you let a little bit of water out of a balloon, there's less pressure in it. Diuretics actually help lower your blood pressure. And because they do so chronically over the months and the years with these people who are drinking these teas, we think that explains uh, lower rates of strokes, lower rates of heart disease, and less dementia. Wow, I love the balloon analogy. That was really good and very understandable. <laughs> but it is. That makes a lot of sense. So now these herbs, are they only available? And, of course, I'm saying Icaria, and you're saying it so much more in, in such a better way. Tell me how to pronounce it one more time. Uh, yeah, it's musical. Icaria. Icaria. There you go. Oh, that's far more fun. I'm more in the blue zone already. Icaria. Um, so are these things that we can take advantage of here, or are they only grown in that region? No, they they... And they grow. You can go into any grocery store and buy herbal teas that will that are mild diuretics. That that will. Um, but the point is that they do it every day. It's part of their yeah. culture, and it helps them. They have a type of honey, um, a type of honey that's made from from uh, a, a heather plant called erica. And this, again, this is something they start their day with a spoon of honey as, as a laxative to sort of coat their uh, digestive tract to, to uh, inoculate it with probiotics. But also that we had this honey tested and had off the charts high levels of uh, not only antioxidants but anti-cancer that specifically fight breast cancer and prostate cancer, big killers wow. in America. So. And again, it's something they're doing every day. They're putting in their tea. They're putting on their yogurt. Uh, they take a spoonful when they're in the morning. Another spoonful. They they mix it up with this uh, this type of liquor they they, they call rocky um, as a, as a sleep anecdote. And it's something you see that's that's been used through the centuries and the millennia. So this is interesting to me. It's a local honey. Now, you said that we can pick up herbal teas here in the grocery store. Um, Would you suggest then that we could replicate this by using local honey from our own communities? Yeah, well, there's a, you know, thyme, the Uh T-H-Y-M-E, 
there, there are t- you can find on the internet. But honey made that the, the, from pollen taken from the, the thyme. Uh, we know that has high medicinal quality. But as a rule, the higher priced honeys. Um, are going to be better for you than, than the cheap ones in the plastic bottle. Okay. And it's probably a good investment. Uh, oh, it sounds like it. Vastly different chemical um, profiles of good honeys and the cheap honeys. And how fascinating to then be able to have everything, you know, sent off to a lab, and yet somewhere, was it a mama or a, or a elder from the town, knew that these things were healthy habits? You know, the, in, in blue zones around the world, these are things people have been doing for centuries yeah. or millennia, and there's, there is um, kind of observed human history embedded in all of these, all of these little suggestions. Uh, also, it got an important uh, fact that we think accounts for about six of their extra years of life expectancy, is they eat a variation of the Mediterranean diet. Now, we've heard of the Mediterranean diet for a long time. We know it. It's high in, in cereals, um, beans and gr- whole grains, uh, lots of fruits and vegetables, very little meat. We know that actually drinking some wine uh, is good, but um, it's important to know when to drink it. Drinking wine with your meal is vastly better than drinking it alone because it actually helps generate polyphenols, those artery-scrubbing antioxidants when you mix it, wine, with, as you're eating a Mediterranean diet. Um, and, of course, olive oil. Which is a good fat. I know people who think they should drop all the fat are crazy. But, you know, you bring up the food and wine, if I may. That's something else that is, you know, had been done forever as well. And that tradition of eating food and wine makes for a fabulous experience as well. And I remember from your, your book, one of the nine principles was that was part of it, right? Sitting down and enjoying food and drink with friends. You'll, you'll eat slower. You tend to eat better food if you're eating with other people. And you tend to eat it with less stress and less speed. More likely to feel that fullness uh, trigger Mm -hmm. uh, if you're eating it slowly. Well, I've decided that you probably have one of the coolest jobs of anyone (laughs) I know. This is the decision I have made about you. But I am so glad you joined us this morning on Amy's Table. And I will put all of Dan Buettner's information on amystable.com. And we'll have a link to that quiz for your longevity, to his book. And we hope that you'll keep us posted when we find your next Blue Zone. It was a delight to talk to you, Amy. Thank you, Dan. Live large. You too. You are. (laughs) Thanks. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q. You want to